You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Hello, Freaky Family. Happy Monday. Moody Monday it is because I feel some type of way. But hi, I'm Jordan. I'm the host of The Horny Housewife. Welcome. Shalom. Here we are. Today, today we might get a little emo screamo, if you will. We're going to do new things. We're going to do things we've never done before. We're going to do things we've never done before. Whoa, whoa, baby, not the usual. Okay, I was a little off there, but great song. Jamie Foxx, Unpredictable. Today, I brought a listener on. So end of the episode, a listener, her name is Marissa, will be spitting some fire. She's younger than me, so it's really embarrassing how mature she is. And she got married young, like totally odds fucking against them. I'm going to stop introducing her. And when we get closer to the segment at the end of the episode, I'll start that shit back up. So before we get there, let me, you know, catch up. Let's catch up. Let me talk some shit and we'll transition, okay? So what's poppin'? What have y'all been up to? It's been Thanksgiving. We're about to get to Christmas. Next week, I'm going to have a Christmas guide. So stay tuned. Make sure you're subscribed so you know what the fuck is up. Can you believe it is almost a new fucking year? Because I cannot, but I can and I'm fucking pumped for it. And I better go into the new year with a goddamn bank. Truly, 2021 and 2020 were bullshit. I'm disgusted that I had to be a part of that, you know, history book chapter, but here we are. So 2022, there's a lot of twos. I like repetition in numbers. Sounds good to me. Putting all my little witchy shit out there. It's going to be a big-ass year for the podcast, okay, baby? And best believe, none of that is possible without you. So without further ado, I want to just tell you how much I fucking love you. And if you aren't subscribed, you're not helping me at fucking all, like minimal. So please make sure if you're listening that you're also subscribed and following if you are a Spotify listener. Another friendly reminder, if you want to slide in my DMs, you can on Instagram at the Horny Housewife Podcast. If you want to slide in anonymously and tell me, like confess some dirty weird shit that I can share on here and you don't want me to know that you're a pastor, go ahead to my website and there's an anonymous submission form. We love that. We love that for us. Now that I've been thirsty and desperate and told you what I needed and I wanted, I hope you're still here. Let's talk about dick pics, okay? So I guess I am going to have to add a little splash of, you know, pessimism on the on the topic. It's a moody Monday. Like I said, I received a dick pic mm-hmm, and it didn't make me feel tingly or happy. It made me feel nauseous. That was a tingle that I felt was nausea. But I get, and I sometimes I get messages in my request folder and it says photo and I'm not stupid. I never fucking will click it. I assume it's a penis or a mirror selfie or something that I'm going to feel very uncomfortable not responding to and I'm not going to respond over like no fucking way unless it's really like hilarious or your Jude Law, then that's the only cases, you know? So I see in my request folder one day at a red light, okay, in front of my child's private Christian school, I open a picture and I said before I did it, I go, I'm trying to bet this is a dick pic. I click open and flash before my eyes is a penis. Wasn't, it wasn't an exciting one whatsoever. Uh, and it wasn't like that pose, like the phone was like above it. It's in his hand. I don't know if that's like for like a size reference or, you know, it wasn't clean shaven. There was some hair going on, uh, not too much, but, but I dropped my phone and shrieked, of course, and was horrified because I'm like, my child in the backseat, I'm sure saw. He goes, well, what, what was that? And I'm like, it's an arm, a bloody arm. He's like, a bloody arm. I'm like, what What am I saying? I'm like, yeah, it's an arm. Someone lost their arm. Like, that was better than saying a stranger's penis, okay? Because 
can't wait till it goes, daddy, mommy dropped her phone, a penis was on the phone. You know, that, that won't go over well. Anywho, I couldn't eat for like three hours after, just kidding. I was just fine, I forgot about it like shortly after because it was that not memorable. But yeah, that's not cool, okay? I, I If I didn't ask you for a picture, I don't fucking want it. And let's just be really brutally, brutally honest. Let's just talk about the topic of dick pics. Since I can, I lost a listener, I'm sure, if he listens. He probably doesn't even fucking listen. He probably just like simmy his wiener. But if he listens, I'm sure he's not listening anymore. Or if you are, you're an OG. Good. Thank you. Thanks for being cool, okay? Slap on the wrist. Don't do it again. Uh, but dick pics, let me, let me help you out. One man messaged me and said like, thanks for the flowers suggestion, the suggestion of buying your significant other flowers randomly, you know, for no reason gets, you know, us wet in the panties. And he's like, yeah, she'd way prefer that over a dick pic, of course. Like, duh, duh. The re- the only, the only reason we would ever want dick pics are to learn about your dick because we haven't seen it before. And it's for education purposes only. It's to show our friends. It's to use as a comparison. It's to have as blackmail. It is information. It's data. We use it as data. There has never been a time. No, I'm going to go ahead and speak for every fucking woman. And if any women want to disagree and say, no, I, I, that's not me, f- tell me. Tell me I would love to interview you. I would love to look you in the eyes to see if you're full of fucking shit. Uh, but no one is diddling their skittle to your dick pic. I promise. I don't care if it is the most beautiful thing to grace the earth. Put it inside of me then. You know what I mean? Like, I'll lick it. I don't need a picture, but... I, I might need the picture and want the picture, but let's not get it twisted. I'm not getting off to this picture. So with that being said, if you're complete strangers, you're a fucking stranger, there is no fucking way I want to see your dick, okay? Because even though it confuses me why men think pussies are so beautiful, Like, I get that more. Men are visual. Like, they love a woman's naked body. It's beautiful, right? I get that. I don't get the dick pics. Do you really want me and five of my friends analyzing inch by inch or millimeter by millimeter of your penis? Do you want me zooming in hard fucking core and just under a microscope analyzing your dick do you want that and if any of you are like well i just want to show her what i'm packing it's like you know what that didn't give you sexy points it just let us know that all you're good for is fucking that's it because it made it known that now we know you're a douchebag so this is the you know sweet soft moody monday truth i needed to give the men, only because I love you and I want you to succeed. I want you to succeed. Speaking of succeeding, I had a listener question. A man wrote in, how do I, oops, how do I get my wife to do butt stuff on me? Well, well, well. Okay, so I've talked about this topic before. I have some episodes that you totally want to listen to, dude, in regards to having this conversation with your wife. So for the OGs, this might be repetitive, but I guess I'm just going to like sum it up, paraphrase it, and it is going to be about communication. Now, would I go show her a pornography video of a man being pegged by a woman? Probably not, but I would start the conversation off by telling her about the male prostate the area that likes to be stimulated that can be accessed through your asshole. So you could even start with telling her like rubbing or send her an article, but there's a spot between your balls and your asshole, like that gooch, pooch of skin, whatever you fucking call it, men. And you could rub massage with, you know, light to medium, maybe hard pressure, depending on what you like and push up 
and massage and you're kind of massaging that prostate gland so if she was to graduate to a finger uh, you wouldn't be going in very deep it's right in there not very high kind of like a woman's g-spot it's not terribly high up in there but if you've never done anything up there just a little bit will be enough just a little bit of stimulation even just starting with a finger massaging around there and never entering in depending on what you're comfortable with but you're gonna have to have a conversation first see how willing she is you could start this off by when you're having sex talking dirty in the heat of the moment when a lot of things can fly that maybe otherwise you wouldn't be bringing up you know day-to-day convo and see how she responds so test the waters send her some articles and maybe she'll start asking questions like what the was this what you want and then you know see you know, say, ain't no shame up in this game. I want to explore your body. I want to give you everything that feels good. You know, give some affirmation. And if she, if you feel judged from her, that is not on you. So don't internalize it. And I wish you the best of luck in getting your butt stuff done. Let's do one more listener question. This one comes from a female listener. She says, I love the way I feel the week I am ovulating. I feel sexy. My husband can't keep his hands off of me. I'm hornier than ever and initiating sex a lot. Then the second half of my cycle hits, libido goes down, my wetness dries up, I feel less sexy and less energetic, so I initiate less. Any tips or tricks how to carry out that first half of my cycle feeling over to the last half? I never turn him down, but I think he will initiate less because he knows I feel meh. Would love to turn the dial up even 1%, thanks. Well, I will tell you, girlfriend, A plus for willingness because... I can just tell by how you're wording this that you are intentional in your marriage. Sex is a priority to you. So if your husband is or partner is giving you a hard fucking time for the last half of the month, you not being as zesty and spicy as you were the first half, and you're still willing, you're still putting out, you're still doing the damn thing, then he can suck a dick. So... Uh, but if you, you're asking me, how can I ramp it up? So let's give you some solutions. I would suggest personally, take some supplements that would help with blood flow down there. Maca root is one of them. Really good for female libido. Ashwagandha, another holistic approach to increasing libido. Working out, eating right, being super intentional, like setting the atmosphere maybe planning a date night, get a hotel, do something to maybe set the tone a little more, get you in the mood, you know, mix it up a little bit so it's not so routine. But you don't even have to go to that extreme. I think as long as you're taking care of yourself, carving out some time to self-care to feel good, take a bubble bath, work out, eat right, treat your body good, that you will be up for it more for sure. Another thing is you could cut out alcohol at that time at the end of the month because that doesn't help it's only gonna hurt so food for thought but honestly like a plus for just being so on top of it because i guarantee you a lot of men listening to that question are like jesus christ i wish my wife wanted to step it up in that way because i can't even get my wife to fuck me more than once a month so pat yourself on the back okay freaky family we are gonna segue in to my listener rant, I guess is what we're going to call it, because it's not like anything I have done before. You want me to be completely honest? I won't ever do it again, just because the editing process of it, it was really, really hard. And so I am so used to solo podcasting and then super like back and forth interviews. So this was hearing someone's story, if you will, in a way, perspective, ups and downs, inside look of someone else's marriage. And I hope that both men and women can take something away from it and go, hmm, I never thought about it like that before. When it comes to how you view yourselves as a family unit and as a couple and 
how you approach the other person when you're not getting your needs met and what really is enough sex and do people go through droughts and what happens as you grow up because they got she got married Marissa got married when she was 20 so that's really really young and she's 26 now so you do a lot of changing and from 26 to 36 you do even more changing and I like her perspective it's really interesting she honors what it is now you know and she said if it ended she would have said like hey I had a really great marriage I think that it's perspective that's incredibly wise and really just normalizes that sometimes suffering in marriage is inevitable and choosing your partner is a choice and coming together and talking about things that fucking suck is what it's going to take to see the other side of whatever you're going through to make it through a season to grow alongside one another, leaning in to one another. Because that's what life all is all about, right? It's about relationships and it's about love. And people are like, what the fuck? I thought this was a comedy podcast. Okay, well, I hope you can laugh along, learn along, hear, gain some perspective from a freaky family member herself, Marissa. Hi, glad to be here. Good. I'm glad you're here. Uh, Tell us how old you are, how old you were uh, when you got married and like a little rundown so we can have an idea. Okay. So I'm 26 and I got married when I was 20 and I met my husband when I was 19. Oh, wow. So that was a quickie. It was was a quickie. It was quick. We got married and we eloped and I figured like, if I get divorced, like, I'll just never tell anybody. <laughs> We're like, I'll just oh, not have kids. And okay, I figured I was yeah. on a five-year plan. And I told him I was on a five-year plan. I was like, listen, I love you. But like, I can't do this my whole freaking life. Like my <sighs> whole life be with somebody. I was very much aware of my, like my age, where we were at in life. Like I was very much like, nobody expects us to stay together. I was like, like yeah, no one, everyone probably betted against you because exactly. you're so young. And then but my like, parents didn't. And I don't, I don't think his parents really did either. Like, they thought y'all would do it. They thought my, like, my parents definitely did. Yeah. And my I mom said was this, like, she's right for, he's right for you. Cause he you. like calmed me down. He, I was like, you are very mature. And well, I could just hear that in your voice and you were joking. You're like, that's trauma. But I do think <laughs> that has a lot to do with probably why your relationship works because I think if you were really immature for your age, then you probably wouldn't have made it maybe. No, no, because it's a choice. Like it's definitely a choice. How did your sex life evolve from in, if you don't mind me asking in the beginning to where you are now? Cause y'all are both really young. So I think a lot of the audience would be like, Oh, they probably fuck like rabbits all the time. So Mm -hmm. let's like break the stigma around that. Mm -hmm. So we fucked like rabbits when we were dating because he would like come to my apartment and that's what you do. And then um, we got married and he was away a lot. So when he'd come home, it was all the time. Then he, we went, moved to Virginia and that was like our first real marriage because in Key West, all we were doing is like partying and drinking and like having a good time. So moved to Chincoteague and we had sex regularly. We've never gone like a real drought, I would say like maybe, which is good at most two weeks. Like I think it's more together. Yeah. And, um, but I did go through while I was on birth control, a season where I just did not desire it. Yeah. We didn't, we didn't do it all the time. Like we, it was just, and it wasn't, it was that we did it all the time, but it was like normal. It wasn't good. I mean, it was good. I don't, this sounds bad. No, it, doesn't. it was I good, but it was very like routine. That's what it was. And he, not on his end, definitely on my end, because I think I would get in my head and like, there was, that was when our communication wasn't good. So like, it was all around just not, we just weren't on the same page. And when you're and not so, on the same page, I feel like you can feel that in the bedroom. And even if you love that person so much, you're not talking shit. I think a million yeah. people are relate to, especially being a, in a committed relationship. You love the person to death, but and it just goes point, routine. Yeah. And at that point we were together for three years and we were like really in it. We we're, we were also changing at that time. Mind, I was like 22, 22 
22-ish. And so we were changing a lot. And we had no married friends. And the married friends that we did have were also in the military. So there's this stigma of you don't talk about it. You're either having the best like you because there's a lot of people that, that would cheat want your husband. okay yes and I was like cheat. is it people like super cheaters in military yes very okay. very very much so and we've seen so many marriages and divorces just in the time that we've been married and it, it does shake you and when I lived in Key West I got the best advice that I ever had because we've never had a trust issue and I'm knock on wood like I'm very grateful for that yeah. because I do think that that I don't think it's something that you can't get past. I do think but it, it is makes a, it really hard. It, to get it over definitely something. doesn't help. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It definitely doesn't help. So like, luckily when we got together, I was very clear on, listen, we trust each other until we don't. So I'm never going to go through your phone unless, you know, we're going through something. I'm not going to look for shit because I believe that the truth always comes out. Yeah. You don't got to look for it. I've always found out that guys were cheating on me in the most random ways. So like, just trust your guts, ladies, because if you don't, you will be the, ew, you just get ew. And guys don't Mm -hmm. like that. And then if they're not, they will start. Like, it's just not a good idea. So I did go through a period though, when we were in QS, we saw cheating everywhere. And I was like, what if? Because Brad's never given me a reason to, but I was like, what fucking if? Oh, so, I'm crazy sometimes. Fuck yeah, it, and and yeah. I saw it everywhere, and so I and I was like, and I don't know what he's doing, and whatever else. So I went to a bar because I was 21, and I was I've only gone to bars as a married woman, which by the way is, comes from a whole different perspective. Which is I was like, so, wow, I can't imagine I was such yes. a whore in the bars. Yes, <laughs> yes. and so um, and I've honest to God never cheated. I've never cheated on my husband. I've never had an emotional affair like. I married my husband is because he was the first man who didn't give me a reason to not trust him. Like I, he's never, I've nothing's ever come up. I would up. feel horrible. Like I would just, it would, I would, it would never be worth it for me. So because you're cheating on I your would family. tell my husband, I would tell my husband like, Hey, and I have told my husband when we've gone through slumps, like, Hey, I don't want to cheat on you, but I'm noticing because women notice once I start noticing another guy on Instagram and go on his profile, I know there's something deeper that we need to fix. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you slip and fall into a dick. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it happens in little things. So I tell my husband, and we've made that promise from day one. Like I, as soon as we got married day one, I said, listen, if, if you're ever going through this, if I might at least give each other a chance. Yes, I totally agree. Sometimes you have to have a hard conversation that may fucking hurt somebody's feelings and so be it because it's better than shoving that shit down. And then someone's feelings are really going to get hurt. If you plan on being with somebody for a lifetime or for a long time, plan on devastating each other, just plan for it, which is why it is so important that you are good for yourself and you take care of yourself. Because at the end of the day, we choose to be with the other person Mm -hmm. because there's going to be a time where like, you'll look at them and you're like, I'm dramatic. So I'll be like, who are you? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No. Yeah. Like you, cause you do. And if you're not, if you sit here and say that, like, I've never had a fight, if you're listening and you say like, I've never had a fight and like, we don't have disagreements, you're lying or somebody's lying in that relationship. Or someone's cheating. There's no fucking way two people can live from two separate households, have two separate ways of growing up and seeing parents, two separate parents. And, and move in together and given all these responsibilities and be given all of these jobs, you know, yeah, wear different change, hats. change mm-hmm. over years and not disagree on something and, and agree because we, I've, I'm not the same person I was when I was 19. And we've also like, he's changed. I've literally, I've watched him go from a, a boy who lived with his mom you know, to yeah. a grown man who owns business and works a full-time job and be a father and be a great husband and a great partner. So, so does he, was he always very open with you? Did he struggle talking about his emotions or was that something you kind of had to Brad's a Libra. So I got lucky. Yeah. Libras, oh, I'm a Libra. Love, love. Yeah. You guys yeah. love yeah. partnership. Yeah. He's an affectionate man, like very touchy feely by ourselves. I know that he loves me, but he will not sit there and write me song poems. You know, he's okay. just, he's a he's not, yeah. manly man, I guess. Yeah, I can relate to that. That's a lot of guys, you know, not to just like group them all together in the same group, but you know, some are better at certain things than others. 
And if they were doing all of that shit, I would be concerned. If they were writing a song, if they were doing all that, we would be grossed out by them, right? I mean, we have our strengths and weaknesses too. Women have a very, very bad habit of of talking so much that by the time you get to the thing that you really care about, they're done listening. Uh And so women have to take the responsibility of really thinking about your feelings and thinking of owning your feelings, taking accountability for your feelings. Yes. Amen. And you have to do that, not just yourself, but as a couple, you bend and you, you bend with each other. And it's sometimes they're in a shitty mood and other times you're in a shitty mood and you just have to like ride with it. You don't have to respond to every single feeling that you feel. And most of the time I've realized a lot of those feelings that you feel are really your own issues. Yeah. And you have to pick your battles. So it's like, yeah, because your relationships and the people that you, the, your relationships and the people that are in your life, they are mirrors and reflections of yourself and the things that you have to work on. Anything that you feel triggered by is your own issue. So if you're listening to this and you're like, she has no idea what she's talking about and you feel bothered by anything that you say, like Mm -hmm. in sex, Mm -hmm. when sex is Mm -hmm. such a triggered personal thing, I maybe look at that dive, dive into that. Don't feel like don't stop at the, oh my God, she bothered me. Dive into that. Why did that bother me so much? Why did the word pussy or fuck mm-hmm. or talking about how much you love sex bother me so much? Do you have trauma that you haven't dealt with? It's not always what we go through. It's how we feel when we go through it. Some people live their whole entire lives without looking inward. And I mean, I... yes. It's hard for me to wrap my head around that, but I've met people and talking to them about this kind of stuff. It just like, they don't want to see why it triggers them or it's too painful. I've gone through a lot of phases with my husband in the sense of sex, in the sense of like trying things out because like I said, I was scared of commitment. And so for a while when we would fight, I would respond and react to every single thing he did and every single thing that he said, because I felt disrespected and I felt like he was out to get me. And then one day I stopped and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to like not be available. He was also like kind I work from home. So that was also a big transition because I was available all the time. And that's not really attractive to a guy because guys are at the end of the day, primates and they are very visual and if they see their meat just sitting there why would they try to like eat that meat when they can go and like hang out with their boys because brad's never been like a cheater and i've never like he's never i've never worried about that but he loves man time and so he is a whore for other men and i mean that in the best way (laughs) yeah yeah like he just he does like he he likes friendships again he's libra he likes his social his fill yes exactly and i'm an introvert so i then did what you typically suggest i did this when i was 23 is i left i started every night i would go over my girlfriend's house and we would just hang out and bullshit and then I think it was not even a week. He was like, are you going over to Angelica's? And I was like, (laughs) yeah, Brad, I am. And he was just like, oh, I thought that we could um, watch a movie. I was like, well, maybe another night. So then she helped me. She was changing her her lifestyle to being a healthy lifestyle. And everybody asked her how she did it. And she was like, I just chose to. And she was like, you just choose to be happy. You just choose this. And I was like, yeah, I'm just going to choose to have a good marriage yeah I was like you know I can keep trying to hold my pride when I fight and keep trying to be right and I can keep trying to like hold back or I can just fall because I kept and I said and if you know what if I get divorced I get divorced it'll suck but it'll be you'll make it but I'll get through it yeah you'll get through it either if I get divorced I want it to be because he's an asshole not because I was the not because I was a bitch yeah. So I just yeah. stopped. I just started holding myself accountable. And when I fought with him, I kept reminding myself and him, listen, I don't want to fight with you. I just want this to get fixed. And I kept sit, I kept that in the forefront. And then I also, we would take breaks and I also, and it doesn't happen overnight. Like we still have slip ups of toxicity. Like yeah. it do, it's not, what do you mean thing, by take less, breaks? Elaborate on take breaks. If I'm nagging or if I'm going too much, and it's a lot of times me, because I just... Me too. I feel you. Yeah. But also he has his moments too. We've both taken the time to be like, all right, we're done. That is so freaking necessary sometimes. And then you gain some retrospect, you gain some insight, a new perspective, and you're like, 
oh, wait a second. I, I wanted to punch him in the fucking face just then, but I can see uh, where I was getting a little triggered. Sometimes you got to ask yourself, like, where's this feeling coming from? Where's this feeling coming from? Is it coming from that or is it coming from like this and this and this? Like a lot of the things were not really him. If any partner is willing to learn and willing to change and you see it whether it's big, small, and it doesn't happen overnight. You have to have patience. Have the, if you looked at your relationship as a child, right? So if, how, how long have you guys been together or married for? We've been together for seven years. How we much patience would you have a seven-year-old? I, yeah, or how I much a four-year-old, yeah. How much would you expect out of your seven-year-old though? Yeah. Would you expect your seven-year-old? How many times do you have to tell your seven-year-old to do something? Yeah, have couple, that same, like and if you looked at your relationship as a person or a being and a whole separate being as you guys are one rather than a thing that like a crock pot that like oh my god we've been together seven years you need to have it all together now. yeah like, yeah, yeah like, true that like true that's that. so much pressure and take the pressure off like look at it as a child have it as a whole separate being now I am not saying to stay in toxic relationships. If that person is not willing, if that person is not bending, if you've tried and you are losing yourself through this relationship, if they are abusive, if they are, you know, any of those things, just walk away. And I've had that. Like, I've had that. The narcissist. I've had to do walk away. Oh, that's the worst. Walk away. It sucks, but you'll get over it. Time heals all. Yeah, just get over it. Like everybody's so willing to, so scared to like try. And here's another thing too, that everybody needs to know. If somebody's going to cheat, no matter how good of a a partner, they're going to cheat. You are, they are going to cheat. There's nothing you could do to change that. It's just just a matter of time. Just relax. And another thing is like, people are so afraid of divorce that they'll stay in these unhealthy things, like truly unhealthy things, not things that are fixable, not things that they, they, they've tried and tried. It's just, it's just, some things are broken you glue it back together other things are shattered and every time you keep going back it's going to keep poking you yeah so just stop it that is the hard truth to swallow sometimes so what do you think you know like is the is the it factor in a marriage to keep it zooming back to level ground because you go through the the earthquakes the ups the downs the seasons the toxic i think that when our communication is better or sex is better. And like, it's just a go around. And I do think now we're at the point where like, when things are a little off, we're able to stop it before it gets to like this big thing. Yes. And that is where you want to get to as a couple. If you are experiencing those fights like that and they are escalating that bad, that you're not fighting fair. You got to learn to talk to each other differently. Men, learn how to talk to your woman. Woman, learn how to respect and speak to your man. Again, a lot of these things really mirror each other. And mm-hmm. so if you can break down that, you'll be doing two things at one time. You're creating intimacy. So sex isn't always just the way of intimacy. You're creating intimacy by creating this bond because now you're soul food and yeah. candy doesn't yeah. have shit on soul food. <laughs> yeah. When you can speak to a man's soul, whether they admit it or not, that makes their weenie get so fucking hard because they're like, oh my God, <laughs> I'm still mommy's paying attention to me. <laughs> yeah, no, it's the truth. It's the yes. truth because they don't, a lot of times they don't feel heard. And when a man feels heard, they feel respected respected just like a woman feels heard and they feel respected and a man needs respect that's non-negotiable women want to be heard men want to be respected that makes our pussies wet that makes their dick hard kumbaya let's talk about wet pussies and hard dicks let's talk about sex a little bit in marriage i am the first one to say i don't like foreplay however really no, I mean I like it because yeah, he I loves love that it. enough. He yeah, loves he, he loves it. He is a giver, but I do feel like we need to have, and he taught me this without even realizing it, that we need to have that foreplay. We need to have that intimacy. You need to have that time to figure out what feels good because you will find the weirdest shit. And if you're a guy who likes watching a girl get off, you will find that she gets off way harder and way more because she doesn't have the mindset of like, what should this look like? What should this sound like? So guys, if you, and I'm not saying to stop watching porn, like, again, I don't judge. But it creates these expectations that are A, you get it out of your relationship. 
Get yeah. it out of your relationship. Don't do this. Like, let's watch it together thing. Because we have, like, I'm not saying we, I'm doing, I'm saying this from experience. So what would so you like, say to the guys <laughs> that, that feel like they have no other option? What would you say to guys? Get who her ask, out. So here, it's, again, it goes back to, is she willing to learn? Is she willing? And that takes an honest conversation. Hey, this is a real problem. And you, I don't believe in like, and I've done this again. I'm a, I'm calling myself out here. I don't believe in always like pulling the divorce card or running away card. Again, I've done it. I've been there. But I do think it's being honest when you say like, listen, I love you and I want to be with you and I don't want this to end. However, our relationship, if we're being really honest with ourselves, will not last if we continue down this road. So that goes back to like seasons though. So I, if you just had a baby and you've had a baby within the last year or in the last three years, or you are still pregnant or anything like that, and they want sex more than you are willing to give, guys, be patient but also still create that intimacy in another way. And so like, I feel like if guys did these little things to just really like see a woman and take those little times, Mm -hmm. you will get through those seasons a little bit faster, but also like kind of enjoy them because then by the time you get to the sex, you're going to be together for a long time. Right. Yeah. So you kind of have little droughts, you know, yeah. I'm not saying it should always be a priority and it's hard sometimes. Like, so when I had, when I was postpartum and when I was pregnant, I did not like sex when I was pregnant. My husband just really loves it. I'm like, I didn't, who really loves it? Some Some men do. Some men are like weirdly, there's a whole pornography section of that. I know. I I just, it was just wasn't for me. So anyways, like when I, um, wasn't, it was still like, this is my husband. Like, I want to be with him. I want to please him. Anybody can make him a sandwich. Okay, ladies? Anybody can make him a sandwich. Anybody can have a good talk conversation with him. Anybody can give him a drip of dopamine. But you're the only person that should be able to give him this. Really? And I don't know how you feel about this. Maybe people will disagree with me. But having super close friends of the opposite sex, uh, I think, can be like... If my husband came home and was forming a new relationship with a coworker that was a female, I'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? And he wouldn't dare because he's not stupid. Do you feel the same about... friends of the opposite absolutely because so he my i just experiences we have a very we it's now our friend she was always very respectful um we have two girlfriends that are but y'all are from together yes one is a friend from before we got married and like i'm not gonna say anything i don't really care i don't care about exes either i did get into (laughs) like (laughs) very secure (laughs) no because like the thing is is like if you cheat on me, that's your loss. I'm gonna, you're, I'm gonna take half I'm your gonna, shit and bail. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm, <laughs> exactly. Like because I don't think about it, and because I don't think about cheating, and I did go through that for like a small period. I go through periods of it, like little. Have you ever been cheated on before? Months. Yes. Okay. All my exes I was, did. All my exes did too. I think it kind of fucked me did. up. If I'm being completely real, honest with you, it fucked me up. Mm, but because you let it. Because you haven't figured out the deep, the Because I feel like I felt like I wasn't good enough to make them be good to me. Like, why wasn't I enough to satisfy them to like make, but, and I know that those are stupid, stupid thoughts. That judgment where you're like, fuck that part of me. That's, that needs to stop. You need to detox the judgment because how are you ever going to fix it? If you keep like bashing it, you know what I mean? Like, same with your sex life this can go with anything like if you keep if you keep um putting whatever it is in a bad light and you keep compartmentalizing anything into good and bad sections i do that you are never do that ever going to learn you're never going to grow like you'll grow and learn but it's going to be a little bit harder and it's going to take a little bit longer and this will just make it a little bit easier so with that situation or your sex life you or you feel sexier however you feel about something and it's bad just figure out like, okay, stop it and be like that. It, know that that badness and that shame is there because it's a belief that has, a, which is just a thought that's been said over and over, over and over. Yeah. That's all that so is. That's all that it is. And second, um, maybe if you ask it like, Hey, where do you come from? Why are you here? Yeah. <laughs> Why? Instead of just like bashing it away and stopping there and stopping at the bad, just mm-hmm. like you would have the patience for your child if your child did something bad. 
You wouldn't look right. at your child and be like, you're bad, go away. You look at that, that feeling and you're like, hey, why do you think that's so bad? Like that, I, I was hurt. And so now I have like this, this feeling that's like, I'm insecure and I'm not good enough. But like, why do I feel like I'm insecure and not good enough? Is and keep like peeling that? past those layers. Yeah. yeah. And like, just ask yourself why. And sometimes it takes a few days. Sometimes you're sitting with that. Why be like, what else are you doing? Like a lot of people don't want to like work on themselves because they're like, that takes so long. But like, what else are you doing? Oh, that's better than and that. I was like, and I mean, totally worth it. Like, I feel like if you're stagnant, you're going backwards. You know what I mean? Yeah. But just like, stop, stop looking at things as good and bad, even in your relationship. That's- so when you have a fight, I had a toxic fight with my husband not that long ago and it was my fault, fully me. Anyways, um, I could have said like, oh my God, I fucked up. I went so far back and like, why do I even work on my marriage? Like, this is just not worth it. But then I was like, no, this is an opportunity for me to like do deep dive into myself and deep dive into our marriage and like work on something like, why not? What else am I doing with my time? Yeah. And then, but yes, I have work. Yes. I have like other stuff, but like, this is what matters. This is why we're here is to make connections with people. Ultimately, like, yes, we're here to work and we're here to like, you know, hopefully, you know, whatever you want to do with your life. But at the root of it, we all just want to make a connection and to do that. And if, and if you're, partner is supposed to be the most valued person in your life why wouldn't you want to connect with them in that way and so like hold space for them be patient for them but also like hold yourself accountable and if you're you know being the toxic one because sometimes we have to look at ourselves and I am the toxic one I'm being the toxic one I am definitely the toxic one I'm Scorpio so I'm definitely See, I'm a Libra sun, Scorpio rising. I feel like it is me a lot of the time because I am black and white. Like I, it's, I'm, I compartmentalize the good. Brad's black and white. I'm very gray. Like I'm, everything's gray. And so, but I'm also, um, I wish I was, everything was gray. (laughs) Stop it. I was so funny because like, I appreciate black and white so much because I feel like I learned so much because you guys are really set into your ways. And so you're like, I, cause you guys take your thoughts and you're like, this is fact. And not only is this fact, all my fucking pride's there with it. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yes. 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 So you're like, Amen. I'm not moving. And like, mm-hmm. then there's me and I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. My <laughs> husband's great. He's great in the perspective way, but he is, is stubborn too. Like he doesn't want to be wrong. He doesn't like to be wrong. So keep, so keep reminding him like, I'm not here to like, this isn't, we're not in, yeah, we're on the same team, same team. You've got to keep, how to keep that in the forefront when you keep that in the forefront. And also like ask, like peel again, peel back. So like, if you guys pop off, right. So like Brad has, I, we both have tempers at time, but I'll give it that one more to him. And I'll be like, Brad, what was it that like bothered you? And he'll say, when you said this and I'm like, but I didn't mean it that way. Like, what was it? He's like, it's the way you said it. And I'm like, how did I say it? In the tone. Right. Or advice and vice versa. And also to, I, I truly feel like if we were to get divorced and not saying that there hasn't been times where I'm like, I've wanted to, and I'm sure he's I was like, let's me. normalize that. I think that like social media yeah. fucks us up to make us think what the perfect happy marriage looks like. And we, it's bullshit. Yeah. And I feel like as long as you don't like give yourself a pat on the back, like mm-hmm. that is, that's enough. Like, and if you have, and you've decided to like work on it again, like, again, give yourself a pop on the back. Like it, you just have to normalize, like there being issues. If you come from two separate places, you're going to have two opinions and it is very hard to do life with another grown person who thinks that they are already doing life the best way you can. Because if I were to see every single thing that you saw and I were to make every decision you made, or I were to feel everything you felt, I'd make every decision you've made. Right. Yeah. yeah right. So like, how can I tell you that you are wrong? Like we all, our truth is our truth kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. And so like, yes, there's, there's math that there really are things that are black. And white. So what if there, um, what would you say to men who say their wife, um, was a black and white person or their wife felt checked out or resentful and they needed to have some serious conversations, but how could they 
get their wife to have that conversation? Or like, what if their wife isn't willing? I think there are, do you think, do you think there are certain parts, points where you walk away? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I do think, and we always, I, I remind Brad of this too. Like, please don't do me any favors. Please only stay yeah. with me because you genuinely like want us to be together and like I'll do the same for you so hold space for them look at where they're at in life look at their day put your shoes or yourself in her shoes genuinely don't put it from a from your standpoint just from a neutral standpoint shadow her is she a stay-at-home mom who's doing everything herself maybe do the dishes like hold space for give her opportunity so for example like um I work from home and I swear I'll loop this back, but like I work from home. And so I don't get a drive home. So like I go from home to home, Mm -hmm. home to home, to being touched, to being touched. And so I always tell my husband, like, listen, if you give me 30 minutes to just do like fold laundry by myself where I'm not being touched, I can transition into like being a wife and doing things for you because sometimes you just get sensory overload. So look at that first. That's a really, really easy, just watching your kid solo or like going outside and like giving them that time. Um, Women love when men take the child with out being asked yeah and mm-hmm. it's just mm-hmm. such a sexy thing in so many ways yes and without assistance um and that might take you know a few times if you're you know a part-time dad I say mm-hmm. <laughs> and sometimes you have to be because my husband works a lot like stuff happens mom is always favorite in, in any house but not waiting for her to be like can you do this can you exactly, do this like, just exactly kinda- so that's another thing Women do not like to fuck a grown child. So women, look at yourself when you're dating. And if you are looking for like, oh, this has to change, this will change, and then it'll be perfect, walk away now. That's a time to walk away. If you are looking at just the big moments, like I can't wait to get the ring, then he'll be different. I can't wait to get the house, then it'll be great. If if you're looking at all those big moments, walk away. Because as soon as all those big things are done, you only have the little moments. And then you have a grown child that you realize that you've had to lug along this entire way and you don't want to fuck a grown child so men first off grow up and see if then she'll check back in because i don't want to fuck a grown baby uh again look at yourself first always look at your yard first before you go to your partner's yard because if they're checked out a lot of times it's something that you did so yeah. look at that first Mm -hmm. then Mm -hmm. if you've done all of that and i say give it at least a week don't, don't rush this. If you are that far in, this is not an overnight. Again, you have your whole freaking life. So be patient. Okay. Um, that's a good advice. That's advice that I like. I'm like, be patient. Like <laughs> write on your, skin, on your forehead. Put yeah. Your, like, that's the See how you're best advice yourself. I can get. Also too, if you, if, okay. So I always say, if you go to the bathroom, when you wake up in the morning or when you're getting ready and you don't even look at yourself, and you don't even pay attention to yourself, you're probably not paying attention to your partner that much. Mm-hmm. If you are being mean to yourself and always saying like, check, I have to do this next. And my body looks like self-deprecating. This, this looks like, yes. You're probably doing that to your relationship. Totally. So wow. Yes. If you are looking in the mirror and you're like, I have done a great fucking job today. Like yeah. kudos to you for waking up. Exactly. You're you should gain probably, momentum. You gain you momentum that with you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So start there. Then if you've done that, bring it up and say like, listen, I've been trying to do this. Give me some navigation. I just want the playbook because I want you. I'm sorry, whatever I've done, please tell me what I can do. And just listen. A lot of times men are so quick to respond and women. We are, we are already making our response before we before, listen to the whole yes, thing. Yes. Listen to it and let it resonate. If it bothers you what she's saying, say that that really hurt me or like I'm seeing it from this way or I don't agree or whatever it is, but like, keep it in the forefront. Like I'm, we are having this conversation. So I get laid or I get her to love me again or Mm -hmm. whatever it is. Like keep that Mm -hmm. in the forefront. If she is, if it goes past that and she's like, I don't want to talk to you and this and that. And again, bring it back to the facts. I don't want to divorce you. I want this to work, but we cannot work if we are not on the same page and I'm showing up. This is me showing up. If you don't show up, that's what and I tell I'm men constantly to do. Yeah. To like, Cause that's the number you know, make, one question. Make number decisions. One. Yeah. You, you're forced to like, what else are you going to do? And I, and you're at the end of the day, like some of them cheat. They just, living. they go get it somewhere else instead of Here's go have thing. that conversation. You can go and cheat and like live that life. And like, 
That's, it's not fulfilling. How most of the time it's they not feel like your, shit and then come you, back home. Yeah, and not only that, but like how can you grow and move on with your life? How can you accomplish things if you're so worried about getting your dick wet all the time? Like how do you do that? Because things, I think they know? get stuck like, in a perspective of that doom. comes to like being a grown baby. And at the end of the day, if you're a grown baby, you're like poop in the you're you're poop. You're needed in the ecosystem, but nobody wants yeah. to touch you <laughs> yeah. and you're smelly. And yeah. so you should just like either and you can change it. Selfish. That's another thing too. Yeah. Just it's like change. it's choosing. Yeah. Because we it really is a choice, like you said. Exactly. We choose yep. that person and we and choose our internal there's dialogue. Men that like don't cheat, but then they talk shit about their wives and they just sit there and just talk shit. And like, that is again, so gross. Like, how do you go to bed? Well, that like, will manifest, you know, that yes. will all come yes. to bloom. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you, Marissa. Okay. Freaky family. That is all for today. Got deep there at the end, huh? Well, that was interesting. It was nice to hear from a female freaky family member sharing her experience. I promise that next week we will resume back to just filthy, gross stuff. So if anyone was like, I just cried and I now need to go examine my life again, uh, don't worry. We will be back to the regular raw inappropriate next Monday. I'll give you a little break from the feel feels. Next week will actually be the gift guide and how to make a DIY porno at home. So full of goodness. Stay tuned. Make sure you're subscribed. You can follow me on social media on Instagram at the horny housewife podcast over at TikTok at the horny housewife to the man asking me what my price on beat pictures was. It's $500. Mm -hmm. I just flew out of my mouth. I don't know what I'm saying. If you go leave five stars and a sweet kind review, I will send you a selfie of me blowing you a kiss and mouthing thank you. So go do that, okay? I love you. I'll see you next week. 